and welcome to your most favorite distraction of all time, Under the Radar, part of the Athletic Fantasy Baseball Podcast. With me as always, the man who gave himself a haircut, Ian Khan. That is true, I did. The man who may or may not be giving himself a haircut, Nope, got some assist from uh, Mrs. VR uh, two weeks ago. She took care of it for me, so I'm in pretty good shape. It sounded for a second like you said VR, like Jonathan VR. I know, I thought right? the same thing. Yeah. Is that, is, totally. I was like, from Mrs. VR, yo, what you doing there, DVR? <laughs> you uh, messing with uh, Jonathan VR's wife? Because that's what it sounded like. What an interesting connection that would have been. Some of our friends started calling us the VRs for short, and I was, that, all I hear is the same thing. I hear VR, the last name of a baseball player, so, you know, it works. Last speed a lot of speed segue us right in there tonight ian khan guilted me into uh partnering with him in the dvr mega draft and uh i'm auctioning i don't know about that no way kind of do no 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 not at all said, hey, what bud, are you talking about hey, man why don't we be partners in this you know i got brett sarah said yes well no the, here was the, I, I wanted I was like, look, if I'm going to, Brett and I are sharing this dynasty league. So, and I told him about it. He was like, you know, I'd take on one of those. And I was like, listen, if I'm going to bring Brett in, then I have to open up a spot for Nando. Because Nando's my man. Nando's my partner. Nando's my man. That's right. That's where it came from. But you don't want to do it, bro. I'm, I'm, I just did AL labor. I'm ready to go. But I wanted to open it up for you because you hadn't signed up through, through Derek. Well, I, I just don't so have like, the capacity to do any more team running. I know. It has nothing to do this with is, my this friendship. Is, with no, of course. But this is the problem. This is like the actual issue that we have. Because if you take on this team, you have to do that. I like, know. you have to run it. I know. And and what I realized was so funny. Uh, Nando and I are texting back and forth. And I was just like, dude, do you want to do this? And he's like, yeah, maybe, maybe, kind of. I'm up in the air. And then I said, and then I was like, look, it'll be fun. You know, you'll do it. He's like, yeah, it'll be good content for the show. And then I said, it's on RT. And he's like, I'm out. <laughs> oh, no, come on. <laughs> I didn't say it like that. <laughs> well, you were just like, I can't, I, that, that site drives me nuts because we have GDD on that site. I actually like that site a lot. Um, and then we were sort of going back and forth on it. And I was like, you do realize that you, this team will be your responsibility and that every single Wednesday we will talk about the moves that you made the previous Sunday and that this might make your life hell. And I don't want to make your life hell. No, but you know what it'll do? It'll, it'll keep me, like, I'll know I'll have to answer to that. So I'll be active. Okay, fair enough. When, when is because the fab? Uh, Sundays? Sunday nights, late. I think it's 10 Eastern is when I All said right. it. I could do that. Yeah, but, but but like, you know, tonight is the draft. Tonight is the auction, rather. So, like... Yeah, what time is that, by the way? <laughs> it's at 7, 7. p.m. and it's going to oh, be like man. four and a half hours. Oh, it's going to be more than that. I don't know. Because uh, it's, it's smaller roster. Smaller roster, so it, okay, it might not be What are the rules, by the way? Yeah, this is important. I'm not asking this to be cloying for the show. I actually don't know anything about this league. This is all pretty normal. <laughs> okay. This is pretty scary. This is this is scaring Khan. Yeah, it, how you feeling, Ian? Yeah, feeling pretty feeling pretty scary. Ian, we don't even know uh, what the season's I, gonna look like, man. There could be eight man. No, I know, but but like you know, this is you know, I did a pretty. I think I did a pretty darn solid job on the mixed last week. Uh, we could go into moments of that. Um, overall, I think I think we did pretty well. I think DVR did pretty well. I think I did pretty well. It's a really good room of, of players. This is a 15-team AL-only league. Oh, yeah, 15-team auction. That'll take four hours. It probably will. <laughs> okay. It probably will. Listen, this is the good news for you, Nando, is that you have an out, which is you going, yeah, I, do I want this? I no, want I it, you know, it would be fun. I want this, man. We're but, a team. Come on. Okay, good, good, good. Good, good, good. I yeah. want you to do it. Nando in the general. All right. Listen, isn't that sweet? It like made my little heart go sweet because that was, <laughs> yeah, it's sweet. I like that. 
There we go. All right, so so tonight it's eleven hitters, seven pitchers, five reserve spots. At one catcher, one first base, one second base, third base, shortstop, one infielder, four outfielders, and one utility player. No, there's not and seven fun pitchers anymore, you man. used. Yeah. <laughs> I want Greg Bird. So, Greg, Greg Bird. How He's not going to fit in that I've... format. No. How many reserves? Maybe as a reserve. Yeah, maybe as a reserve. Yeah, maybe as a reserve. Five maybe. reserves. There's two hundred and sixty dollars going. There's a lot of there's a there's a there's players are pretty expensive in this setup because like uh, I, I did the the trout is fifty five dollars essentially and priced at that yeah That's a lot. we're buying fewer players than usual it's five right. fewer active roster spots so that'll keep the pace faster than the mixed auction but it will I think it will push money to the top of the pool as uh, Ian's projection was suggesting i think that's the most logical way to spend the money yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a bloodbath of money <laughs> it's all right. gonna be a lot of money all right i'm excited for this all right i mean i'm okay. more excited if it was deeper but i guess i can go to bed it's not here. that i mean it's not you know maybe i'll do it with you no no come on man i got this i'm just messing with you <laughs> i'm uh yeah, right. come on. it'll be fun because it all right, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, that's why I wanted to do it. It's because I figure if I've got me doing the mixed, you doing the AL, and Brett doing the NL, look, come on. How great is that? Yeah. Got the, the, the boss at the athletic, the boss at bo- baseball perspective, perspectus, rather, and, uh, and uh, you know, me. We'll do well. We'll have fun. So humble. We're going to call it Team Humble, right? Yeah, no, not, not with you involved. <laughs> but, we, but, but the only problem is, here's the only problem. If the season does start up, it, it, the only problem is, like, if you kind of feel like, ah, oh, Ian, I don't want to do this, that would suck. No, I would do you know that. what I mean? I wouldn't do that to you. You think I'm that yeah, kind of guy? Right. No, I well, don't. I'm actually banking but, on the season not happening. I'm just trying to be nice guy, say yes, and then no I know, season, that's like, what right. my concern is. <laughs> like, hey, no problem. Let's hey, get a $70 Mike hey, Trout. Hey, sure. There you go. $85 Mike <laughs> Trout. Yeah. DVR, are you good. shaking in fear of what's going to happen tonight? No, not at all. Uh, we, we went through this last week, I think. Most of the people in the AL were in the mix, so they're familiar with the auction room. And uh, Tim Jensen from RT was uh, the wingman. He was making sure everything was going the way it needed to go last week. So I'm feeling good about Who's it. Who's in this? Who's in this AL league? Who are we competing against? The best. The, a- the AL league is, all right, Michael Beller, Scott Pianowski, Jeff Erickson, Vlad Sedler, and Rob Silver are teamed wow. up. Wow, this is a Rob Silver draft? Cool. Yeah, he he jumped in with Vlad. Uh, so I think I don't know who's at the controls tonight. Colton and Wolf. Wow. Uh, Pat Fitzmaurice, Ian and you. Uh, Kaz. Kaz had a great auction last week, by the Did way. Did he? Did he? James Anderson. Ding. Uh, Peter Kreutzer, Alex Fast, Ray Murphy, Alex Becky, and Jason Collette. Uh, and then I'm in it, so that's the 15th person. Who's Alex Becky? He's a baseball HQ guy. Yeah, he takes he takes amazing pictures. Oh yeah, yeah. I he thought also, he did. He did. He, I thought he had a really good draft last week too. He oh, did. I, I liked him, his him, team at the end. Him and and Kaz both just had strong teams. They weren't overpaying for anybody, but they ended up getting everything. Categorically speaking, I, I thought they both did really well. Is this? Uh, do I have to be on Zoom or anything, or do I just go into the room and draft? You can, Zoom's optional. If you want to go in Zoom, I got a Zoom link set up. So it, it's more of a hang this week. Last week I was live streaming and a few people dropped in, but uh, I 
I don't have a live streaming presence. No one's no one's tuning in <laughs> to watch my live auction analysis for an auction they've never really heard of. So I decided to make this week a hangout because I think we all kind of miss just doing stuff together. Oh, so we should have done the show live then. That would have been cool. Live auction, uh, five hour live auction under the radar coverage. Uh, nah, that would have been amazing. Yeah. I like our show. Yeah. People like our show. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wouldn't they love a five-hour special? Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's like it's like I really want that. I want that pralines and cream ice cream. But if I have like a half gallon of it, eh, it's not that good. What's a praline? Is it a nut? It's a nut. It's Baskin Robbins. Do you have Baskin Robbins in uh, in Wisconsin? Oh yeah, no, we got plenty of ice cream and things here. But uh, I just I never really knew if a praline was some kind of old old candy or if it was actually a nut. It's a I've nut. never seen them it's stand alone. A, wait, 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 check this out. It is a candied nut. Ah. Ah, so it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. That's why I had to make the point. Very exciting. All right, so we've got this Nando. So we've got um, whose ranks do you use? I think you got to use kind of you, right? Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I was, I was. That was kind of a rhetorical question. Like, I don't think I'm going to use any ranks. I think I'm just going to download. Like CBS usually has a very clean, downloadable copy of Ale Only and Only stuff. And then just use that as the you know scribbling off names kind of thing. Love it. What's the RT room hey, like? I've never actually drafted on. I've drafted for RT. Like, and Tim would actually walk around the room at the FSGAs, and you know, ask your pick, and he'd put it up on the board for you. Uh, do they have a? Is there a queue? Like, can I just queue my guys up in there? Yeah, yeah. Right. There's a queue. Nice. There's a queue. It's a little complicated, actually. Um, and I ended up doing a a best ball auction AL auction with. Uh, Rick and Glenn the Sunday before our first Wednesday to sort of get a vibe of the room because it's a little different. It's it's a it's a little bit of a different room. You would quote unquote mock draft. It wasn't a mock though. It was a best ball. Well, that's what I called. It was quote unquote. Yeah, but it was it was good because it was like um, it was really good. It got it got me in the room and I was like, all right, that's what it sounds like, and it's kind of weird, but also I enjoy it. I was I like all auction rooms. You know, there were some complaints, I think, some frustrations in moments, but overall, I thought it went really well. All right. I think every auction I've ever done online has had some problem though, where someone someone froze or someone's sound wasn't working correctly. So. I thought the auction room was fine. It, it's different because if, if you're used to playing on CBS or Yahoo or ESPN or wherever, yeah, sure, it's different. Fantrax was different for Tout Wars too. Um, the thing I would just advise anybody, this kind of holds up for any auction room. Maybe you guys agree, maybe you don't, but I don't. I think if compared to being in the room when you have an auctioneer counting the going once, going twice, you really don't want to cut it too close with your bids for the reason I just mentioned. Sometimes your browser locks up for a second. Sometimes a server locks up for a second and the player sells and you miss out. And it sucks, but it happens to all of us. So I think one little way to play defense on that is to not run the clock down to two seconds or one second before getting your bid in. Yeah. That's it? All right. I don't know. I'm looking at my team right now from last week. I think it's okay. I'm pretty happy with it overall. I'm just wondering, like, how did you approach it? Like, so... I've I've gone so deep onto what to expect this year that I really do think they're going to play a lot of doubleheaders, which means and you guys can help me work this out because sometimes it swings back and forth with my logic here. So if you're going to have a bunch of doubleheaders, say like two a week, I, I think it's going to be three. Let's just say two for this argument. You're going to need those now the 27th man's uh, at least twice a week. So there's going to be a lot of six and seven starters coming up and pitching. 
So I would think that pitching would be readily available on the waiver wire because there are going to be so many guys who are going to have to pitch who otherwise wouldn't. And whether they be openers or starters or whatever, followers, I'm sure there's going to be a mix of that. But with all the crapping on minor league baseball right now, maybe they'll swing the other way and say, we're supporting our minor league players by opening up all these extra spots for them to play in in these weird whatever format these leagues are going to take. So I would say bats are a priority. Counting stats aren't because if you play a bunch of double headers, guys are just going to collect runs and RBI kind of by nature of playing two games in a day a lot more often than not. I don't know about this two two games in a day. Because if you think about it, each team, is, maybe it's once a week on Sundays you'll see that. But otherwise, it, what they're talking about, I thought, was like three games in a day a two o'clock game or like a one o'clock game, a five o'clock game and an eight o'clock game or one o'clock, four thirty, and eight. So um, like sharing a field, like little league. Right. And then once the one o'clock game is over, the four o'clock game starts and then the, and then the next game starts. So you have games going all day, but if you're doing that and you've got six teams playing, you can't afford really a doubleheader. I guess it changes. So you quick. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's who do you listen to Nightingale? You listen to Rosenthal? You listen to like uh, passing? Like you know, we do like. I just think get. I just think get good players at good prices. That's what I think, and play the game straight. Well, I don't know. This, know is my, I mean? this is my team, so I'll decide what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's be Defino, uh, Defino, Con, and Sayer. Yeah, I like that. We got. I mean, we'll think of a name. Yeah, no, we'll but think I'm of saying, a name. So I don't want to get too deep into it because I guess the rosters aren't as deep as I thought they were. So no, they're not. But it's 15 but teams. It'll feel deep. It'll feel it, deep. Yeah. It's this, so I, I did the math on this, right? A 15 team only league where you have 18 active spots, 270 players are sold in the auction. If it's 12 teams with 23, which is traditional, like Tower Wars labor, it's 276. It's only six fewer players on the active rosters. So oh, maybe it, Greg Bird does find of, his way in there. It, just in terms of difficulty, it should be. It should be equally difficult. It might change the way the player pool is because there's only one catcher. There's no corner or middle. There's just an infielder spot to kind of consolidate that. But I don't know. Like it's 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 going to be fun. I've never, I've never actually played in a league this size before with these roster requirements. You should have had Scott White in here. This sounds like it's made for Scott White. You know, I've never met Scott White. Never really crossed paths with him. Maybe he was in a league with him a long time ago, but. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know him, even though I know who he is from the years of work that he's done at CBS. I can ask him. If he, I can ask him if he wants to partner on my American League team. What are you <laughs> talking about? What are you talking about? Are you insane? <laughs> what are you doing? I forgot Survivor was on tonight, man. I got things to do. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You're going to cover me for the first thirty minutes of the auction, and then I'll join in with you because my because this other project that I'm working on, I'm going to need to uh, be there for for a period, and then I'm I'm hopping on with you. Yeah, come on, I'm just fun. messing with you. I'm just pushing your buttons, man. I'm I'm ready for this. I'm good. I got my sheets ready to go. I've got All my right, targets. Good. I got my guys highlighted. I uh, oh fabulous. Yeah, All right, on, so man. we're we're good yeah. to go. And and the the money is different. Like I would run. I ran through. Uh, the Rotowire draft uh, software. And like I said, I mean, JD Martinez is $46. Uh, Whit Merrifield is $35. Ramon L- Laureano is $35. Eloy is $35. Like, there's a lot of, yeah, it's expensive. The yeah. players, the higher end guys, I tend to want to go a little bit more in the middle. Uh, not spend the big bucks on the on the top level guys. But you know what? It's your and Scott White's team. So <laughs> as you, as you, 
As you will. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I agree. I, I still I still have hope that there's a, a baseball season. But in the meanwhile, there is an OOTP season. And I've got a wow, complaint. Look at Johnny Segway. You just want to get out of here, huh? Listen, listen. I've got a complaint. Yeah. That you're losing all your have, players? No, no, no. I'm okay. All my players are coming back off of... Uh, Dallas Keuchel's fine. That was one of those Dallas Keuchel is injured while pitching, but he's fine. Like he he like broke a nail or something. Uh, DVR, has that ever happened in the history of baseball? No. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think I've seen it happen in OOTP almost a little more than it seems to happen in real life where I, I have a string of injuries and I'm kind of sitting there like, oh, crap, now I'm going to have a bunch of AAA guys. And then I get the updates each day before those guys are going to pitch. And it's like, Brett Anderson is fine. I'm like, oh, okay, good. Yeah. Like I, I didn't expect him to be, but he ended up being okay. Right, Dallas Keuchel, who has been huge for my team, is fine. He's ready to start his next game. Um, but it's hard to figure out like putting guys on a rehab. I've been doing this without Eloy and, and Edwin Encarnacion because they all they've been out all season. And then I was like, wait a minute. So because we're sim week to week, he both of those guys came off like two days into this past week. But I didn't put them onto a rehab assignment, so they just sat there for five days. Oh, so and now I'm bringing them up. And they're going to be. They're on the team. I tried to send Edwin down to AAA, and he was like, "Yeah, no, I'm not going down there." And I was like, Wait, <laughs> you, "You need you need a, a, re, a rehab." No, there's rehab. Actual, He's like, "Nah." But there's a rehab. There's a, there's a pull down. You you send them on rehab. Yeah, but I can't I, refuse I, that. I I something something isn't right. And then I you reached out to Jamie, Jamie, and Jamie's like, "Yeah, nothing you can do. Sorry, bud." And I was like, "Damn." <laughs> you know what you can do? You can cut Edwin and Canarsie own. You want him? No. I don't blame you. Actually, I, I, my team is winning. We're just winning. We're doing great. We're on a, for, for people who may not have been listening to this before, maybe stumbled upon this. We're playing in the out-of-the-park baseball OTP 21 league. Uh, Ian owns the White Sox. DVR owns the Padres. I own the, uh, well, we don't own, actually. We're the GM. The GM slash manager. Uh, I'm the Diamondbacks. Ian's the White Sox. DVR is the Padres. Oh, you're in first place. Um, I'm in first place. Yeah, we we had a we had a nutty week. Holy smoke! We went like six and one this week, five and one this week. Look at you, yeah, twenty four and nineteen. I'm twenty seven and sixteen, and I'm in second place behind the surprising Kansas City Royals. What the hell? Yeah, the Royals are first place. Who knew? What the heck? The Royals are doing well in a bunch of sims. They're doing well in the Stratomatic 2020 sim. I think they might also be doing well in the out-of-the-park one that Baseball Reference is doing. It's something that, that Al Melkier brought up to me one day. He goes, DVR, what do you make of the Royals being good in multiple sims? <laughs> I got to just man, I'm like, how on earth are they doing it with that pitching? Like That starting pitching just doesn't, doesn't offer any hope for me. I, I, don't, I don't see any combination of pitchers there being good enough for them to make a prolonged run. I guess Seattle last year taught us any team can be good for a month, right? That's that's the most recent reminder of a team that got to a fast start that was actually terrible. I think the Royals are probably like that. Do you want to guess who their best pitcher is? You probably know because you've been. It sounds like you've been studying this. Uh, yeah, it, forget in this in this particular sim. It was Mike Montgomery, I think, at one point. Two point three seven ERA. Weird. In Forty nine innings. One point two four WHIP. And then Jacob Junis two point seven zero one point zero two. And Jorge Lopez, who I'm a big fan of, four and zero with a uh, with a three point six five ERA. Ian Kennedy and then, has so twelve then. saves. 
and it's May 14th in the sim. It's it's crazy. They're crazy. But so I I was trying to I was like, all right, I'll let the AI set the lineup for a minute to see what happens, right? So as soon as I did that, they turned Dylan Cease into my closer <laughs> from a starter. So he was a 45 actual with a 60 potential as a starter. And then instantly he became a 60 actual with an 80 potential as, as a closer. And oh. so I reached out to Jamie. I was like, is this, am I just going to ruin Dylan Cease for like the next 15 years if I put him at closer? He's like, yeah, I don't really know. I was like, oh no, I have no idea what to do because Kalame is doing fine. And they want to put Gio Gonzalez into the starting rotation. No. And I'm like, Gio's doing great as a middle reliever. Like he's doing great. Gio's like, unbelievable pitching so well but now they want to make him a starter and i'm like i don't know but hey i'm not sure so it's 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 a confusing week what are you gonna do well the problem is that dylan cease it looks like cease had recently pitched because he used to be my fifth starter but he looks tired so geo is next up to pitch i think i'm gonna let geo pitch one game and see what happens for the week do you have any minor leaguers or anything like you i mean you're just gonna go with it why not, right? I think I'm going to go with it. It's just a week, you know? So I'll just, I'll let him do it for a week and then hopefully he'll rest up a little bit. I'll give Gio a, a start. Cease hasn't gone past more than like four and a third. Um, so, yeah. Nah. So I'm going to, I'm going to let him be in the closer role. Why not, right? But it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's weird I'm the game did that. It is weird. The game is weird, but it's also fun. And I'm like, you know what? It's a good, it's a very nice distraction. And it does feel when I'm watching it simulate, it feels like I'm watching actual baseball. Because it's maddening, right? You don't see that in, it's different. But like, you can be up like five to one. And then the seventh inning, your pitcher gives up like six runs and you're down seven, five. And it's like, oh my God, that's like a baseball game. And it has that feeling to it. Unlike fantasy, which is just its own game. Ah, I had a crazy game, and so I'm simming the Brewer season also, just so I can get more used to out of the park and because it's fun. And in that sim, I'm a little more hands-on within the game. I sim each half inning at a time, so I make the pitching changes. I decide who pinch hits, change the lineup manually here and there. And I had a game, I was down two going into the eighth inning on the road against the Reds. I scored one in the eighth and then one again in the ninth to tie it. I put up two in the top of the 11th, gave up two in the bottom of the 11th, scored four in the top of the 12th, gave up four in the bottom of the 12th, and then finally scored three more in the top of the 14th and won 14-11 in what I imagine beat writers would look at as a complete nightmare of a series of rewrites. <laughs> Man, that's amazing. I could I was so but I was so angry because I thought I was managing the bullpen perfectly. Each time I got a lead in extra innings in the 11th and 12th, I'm like, "Okay, I got this. No problem." After the four-run lead in the 12th, I hit sim half inning instead of going at bat to at bat. I couldn't believe it when like Josh Van Meter of all people hit a grand slam against me. Oh, Freddie Peralta, which is the most ironic home run a simulation could hit against me. But is Freddie Peralta as good as it looked like? I was doing some scouting of the Brewers, and they have him at like 65-80, which seemed bizarre to me. I don't think he was that high in in my sim. I don't know. I don't know how much it varies from league to league and how much it even fluctuates within a season. I mean, Nando, is that part of why you went out and got Chris Archer? Because you saw that in another season, Chris Archer was amazing? No. No, honestly, uh, so I wrote... Before the season, I wrote a story about 
uh, Chris Archer being super undervalued because I went back and looked at his injury history. And I just wanted Chris Archer. Like, the same reason, like, I love Greg Bird and, like, Adolis Garcia. I haven't been able to get uh, Jose De Leon yet or Lewis Brinson. Uh, but he's just one of my, you know, my guys, and I don't care about the Diamondbacks. I'm like, I, you know, I'm not a fan. I do care deeply. But, uh, no, Archer, <laughs> it, so I made it, it happened because Rob Bertemfel, our uh, Pittsburgh Pirates beat writer, sent me an all. He's like, hey, I'd like to get Dalton Varsho. <laughs> like, all right, man. Uh, and he was trying to offer me Keone Kila. And I'm like, you know what? I'm trying to get rid of Robbie Ray. Would you flip me Chris Archer? And we did that. And then just throw me a couple extra minor leaguers. Um, that's how it happened. It was just, I like, I think Chris Archer better than he's been the last year and a half because he's been hurt. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Well, I made another trade with Mike Palucci. It was a boring one though, right? It was, it was, it was okay. I got, I got Sin Chu Chu. Oh, right. For, uh, that I, wasn't the one I was and thinking And he gave of. me, he gave me 18 million um, to help pay off uh, Chu's salary. And, uh, and, and Chu's been good. She's been good. And I threw him. I forget that. I even forget who I threw him. I threw him a young pitcher. Um, but it's fun. It's fun. I, I like it. It's like really building a baseball team. It's kind of cool. Everyone has their little side sims. Like I'm side simming the Marlins. And I, hired, I just hired Barry Bonds as my hitting coach. That's a mistake. No, it's not. It's a big the mistake. The kids are going to love him, man. <laughs> the kids, well, he was already their hitting coach. Barry he was their hitting coach like yeah, five years ago. They were great. No, yeah, he's back on his second stint. Yeah, but he got fired because he was a jerk. I was going to use a different word. Was that pre-Don Mattingly? Yeah, I think it was. There you go. Uh, maybe Donnie Baseball can can solve the uh, the Barry Bonds issue. Hey, this is not a baseball thing, but did anybody watch the Last Dance on ESPN? Not yet. No, I got so. I can't. It's one of those man. Twitter. It's like Sharknado. Like Twitter ruined it for me. I just don't even want to see no. it anymore. Well, it depends. Like I, I am a huge Michael Jordan fan, and it came. I was, uh, I was in college. I was at when I was in college. I had this girlfriend, who lovely, lovely woman, the kind of woman who during a pandemic you reach out to and say, "Hey, how are you?" and "Hey, how are you?" Right. So, like a good relationship, ex girlfriend, and so this is when Michael Jordan retired. And I was just like, this is a huge deal. She's like, I know nothing about basketball. I was like, let me explain to you how amazing this guy is, right? So Jordan then, I, I then spend like a month like saying, no, like it's like Michelangelo never painting again. Like, you know, it's like this. And he was, I, mean, I was a Knicks fan growing up. So I was like, Michael Jordan, I hate you. As soon as he retired, I became like the biggest Jordan fan. And when I started out as an actor, I like used Jordan as like my hero to get into the business, like to, to achieve, like it was one time I remember um, there was a book called For, For Keeps by David Halberstrom, I think his name is. Um, it was about Jordan. And he, he told this story of, um, this is a story about Bull Nando on TNT. Yes. Uh, this the is original. how I got the job. The original. How I got the job when I walked into the room with all the executives. Like there's a room of 40 executives and they're like, okay, come in and do it for us and, you know, dance for us, puppy, and then you can have the job. And there's another guy who, you know, two people sign a contract and then they get to decide which contract they want to use. So in the story, they, for keeps, Halberstrom tells the story of Michael Jordan in 1992 on the Dream Team. And he was playing, uh, it was like him, Scotty, and a couple of other guys against, you know, five other great players. And Jordan's team was killing them. And then Chuck Daly blows the whistle and says, okay, Michael, you go on the other team. And Jordan's like, no, 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 no. I'm not going on the other team. And Chuck Daly's like, you go on the other team now. So then Jordan comes up on the other team. 
brings that team all the way back to tie it up. Comes down to like, I guess, 30 seconds left. And uh, Magic's like, Magic's like giving him crap. And then Jordan just looks at him and goes, it's over. And then just scores like six points, game over. And it was like this legendary game. So right before I went in for the 40 executives, the other guys there, I'm there. And I open the book and I reread that section. And I went, this this spit is over. And I put down the book and I walked into the room and I did my stuff. And I got the job. Marty Decker. Marty Decker. That's how Marty, Marty Decker, Decker was born. Was born. <laughs> Absolutely. And Jordan Jordan was my I used to sit and watch videotapes of Jordan. And then when what was amazing was he became this hero to me when he was no longer playing and he's out playing baseball terribly. And then he came back and it was like the Beatles got back together. And I became a Chicago Bulls fan and I just watched every Chicago Bulls game. And uh, Jordan was Jordan McKee was like really my life. And then at a certain point, I realized this guy's a dick. <laughs> he's not going to be my hero anymore. He's mean to people. He's kind of a jerk, so I don't want him to be my hero anymore. All right, fine. So he's no longer my hero. But then the last dance came on this past weekend around my birthday. You know, my birthday was yesterday, and I was like, here it is, man. Jordan's back. They're telling the whole story, and he's awesome. Like I can totally see why he was my hero. For the record, he isn't. Er- I wished Ian a happy birthday yesterday. Yes, you he did. wasn't throwing that in there like we forgot. No, no, it sounded like you DDR did, did, might have forgotten. No, I texted. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. and I, then I texted you both a picture of my head. Sounds like Steve G forgot. <laughs> Freaking Steve, Steve G. G. Come on, no, but but so I'm telling you, Nando, you gotta watch the Last Dance. It's great. I'm sure I'll get around it's to beautiful. it. I just, you it's know what? awesome. Are you guys like that? Like it just, I'm just so sick of it. Like everybody, like don't you realize? You're not the only person tweeting about OMG Scotty Pippen. Like that does nothing for me and I unfollow you. I just couldn't take I, it anymore. I think the random reaction to the shared experience of watching something is obnoxious and I'm guilty of doing it. Like <laughs> it's something that I've really tried not to do. If I'm watching something, I'm watching it. I'm not tweeting about it. Uh but I I think I, that's how I feel about Tiger King. Even if Tiger King is entertaining or interesting or compelling in some way, the wave of hype around that show hit so hard in my Twitter feed that I, by default, just didn't want to even bother with it. And I haven't watched Turn yet, so I'm not going to watch <laughs> Tiger King before I watch Turn. <laughs> no, we're about Turn. But I, I, I'm not going to watch Tiger King because people are just like, it's like what's wrong with the world like on TV. So I'm not. I'm just not going to dive in on that. But last dance here. Also, another hero of mine is Phil Jackson. The way he is a coach was like you know we talked about my little league team. I used a lot of that. I realized watching it, watching this show, that man, I was just stealing everything Phil Jackson was doing about conscious breathing, coming together as a squad, working together. It's amazing, man. Nando, it's 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 a, it. I, I highly recommend it. All right. Well, I mean, I. I know. I understand. Watch that, that before turn. Way before I turn. Refuse. Much more fun. Actually, so the baby's not napping in her crib right now, so she falls asleep on me for like an hour a day, and I can't get anything done. I'm like, now's the perfect time to watch turn. <laughs> so I think starting <laughs> tomorrow, when that happens tomorrow, turn's gonna happen. That's <laughs> uh, all right. I, I watch the last dance first, everyone. No. If you've been thinking, if you've been thinking about watching turn, I say watch the last dance. That thing is awesome. Yeah, it's about, just great. About, it's I really cool. All right. You brought it's up your really hair. cool. Uh, how's oh, that going? Dude. Yeah, how's the adjustment when you look in the mirror? Have you ever buzzed your hair uh, before? I have. This is the third. This is the fourth time I've done it in my life. All right. You want to hear about him? 
Uh, yeah. Time? Well, ask DVR. He's got to edit. DVR, is there time for this? Sure. Okay. Uh, first time I did it, we were moving to Los Angeles. No, that's a lot, that's not right. First time I did it, I was playing William Shakespeare in a play called The Beard of Avon at the Cape Playhouse in Cape Cod. Awesome old theater from like the early 20th century. Great cast, great director. And I was playing William Shakespeare. So I actually shaved the center of my head and kept, like, you know how William Shakespeare has his hair? And my wife, was, my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, was like, you're not really going to do that. And I was like, no, 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 I'm doing it. Oh, I'm William Shakespeare. <laughs> and, uh, and I regretted it constantly because I used to have awesome hair. And then after I did that, nah, not such great hair anymore. Um, but it still was a great show and it was awesome. The next time I did it, we were moving to Los Angeles and I was picking up my family because I had just done a Broadway show in New York and I was kind of successful and I had done okay. I had done Marty Decker, but you know, the flow, the ebb and flow was more ebbing than flowing at that point. And I was like, look, I want to, if I go out to LA, I can be in the room where it happens and maybe something will happen. And it was about a month before we were supposed to go. And I was like, I better get my head in gear, man. So I took, I went to the barber shop across the street from where I was living with my two-year-old son. And I was like, shave both of our heads. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy was like, why do you want to shave his head? And I was like, because I'm shaving my head and we're both going to have shaved heads. And he's got bad hair anyway, so let's shave his hair. And so we did. And I was like, what did you do? And I was like, I need to look in the mirror every day and remember that, like, yo, you're making a big life choice. And it worked because I went out to Los Angeles. I got into the room where it happened and that spit was over. Same as it was with Marty Decker and I got George Washington. Then it happened again in the fourth season of Turn you know, I wore this wig on every episode and yeah, I'd have to slick back my hair with like this freaking rubber in my hair. It was terrible. I hated it. So I asked my dresser, my, my hairdresser, I was like, is there any way like we can't, we could do it another way? She was like, I could shave your head. I was like, do it. She was like, are you sure? I was like, do it. I don't care. I just don't want the stuff in my hair anymore. So she shaved my head and I loved it. Did she I bick, loved wait, it. Did she bick it or did she buzz it? She buzzed it. All right. She buzzed it. Nice. Um, and so, I, I just love it. Like I love not have. I love having this haircut. My best friend in the world. <laughs> oh man, can I even say this? So he's been he's been balding or bald like as long as I've known him. Like he was like early. Like oh my god, I'm losing my hair. I can't believe I'm gonna say this on air. I don't know. If well, I you really say don't this. have to. You can save it for later if you'd like. <laughs> I would say if anyway, I had he, some kind of doubt. I wouldn't. Uh, you know, just just uh, that's how I operate. <laughs> Yeah, probably right. Anyway, I probably shouldn't say. But the point is that it's like it's like a lobster shedding its its shell or like a snake setting, shedding its skin. For me, something good comes out of it every time I do it. So I was like, you know what? There's a freaking pandemic going on. Whoosh, let's get rid of it. Yeah. And so we did. And we did, man. I feel great. Nice. I love it. I love it every minute. All right. I never regret it. Yeah. Ian Khan, buzzed hair. Did you fade Nando it? Nando Dufino. Say again? Did you fade it? No, man, my wife did it. Nicole did it. We did the best we could. If you like really looked at it, I sent you like the best picture that I had of it. Like there's some angles where it's like, Ooh, that, that better grow in. <laughs> Seriously. It's pretty on the top. It looks like she took a lawnmower to it. It's not, it's not great. It's not great. Um, but still it's cool. I like it and it'll grow back. It's hair. Yeah, right. And if it doesn't grow back, it's fine. And if I go back to acting at some point, I'm going to be playing some badasses. That's for sure. I'll play a mafia Don now. I look like some sweet guy. A badass. We have to think of a Mother good name Ducker. for that one. Yeah. Don Corleone. That's what I watched last night. I watched some Godfather last night. Yeah. Yeah. I. She was like, what do you want to watch? It's your birthday. What do you want to do? 
I was like, I just want to watch select scenes of The Godfather. <laughs> and so I did. Just fast forward so through good. the boring parts? Yeah, there are a couple of boring parts. They're not boring, but there's like awesome scenes. And there are some that are just fine. You know, who needs that? I don't need to watch them dance. I know they're going to dance. But I noticed something. Do you guys know the God? I'm sure, Nando, you know the Godfather. Derek, well, do you know the Godfather well? Hurtful and I do not know it that well. I was actually, well, it, it wasn't so much the stereotype. It was more the New York of it all. And I had a feeling that Derek did not know the Godfather because he's Chibata. Nando, do you know? <laughs> so messed up. Do you, wait, but I can't it's wait true. for DVR to title this show. What are you going to say? Ian doesn't shut up. Yeah. Ian, Ian doesn't shut up for 45 minutes. That's pretty much what the show is today. Um, Nando's no, team, Nando, Ian's show. Yeah, go ahead. Nando, do you, do you know The Godfather well? Yeah, of course. Right. All right, so let me point out one thing. And for our listeners, if you don't but know The Godfather well. not because I'm Italian. No, because you're I'm a, a little cinephile. bit older. You're, but you're also six years. You're, you're also a little older than Derek. You're closer in age to me. Like you're, it, it was it was when we were growing up. It was a huge deal. It was a huge deal. In that first scene, right where the where the Undertaker is there asking for the Godfather to do something for him, right? Right. Do you do you remember the very yes? beginning of the movie? The very beginning of the yeah. movie. I believe because in the, America. I believe in America. Yeah, and there you go. See, yeah. of course you know it. Of course, of course you know yeah. it. How are you not going to know it? Check this out. And I never realized this till yesterday. And then it cuts, so finally they work through it, and the Godfather's like, you don't even show me any respect. You don't even kiss my ring or call me Godfather, right? And he goes, thank you, Godfather. And he says, okay, now we're done. One day I'm going to call upon you, to, and that day may never come, to provide a service for me, right? Right. You've All this follows. Now, we know that something happens in the movie. There's a character who gets killed very badly. And the Don goes to the Undertaker and says, remember that service I asked you? I'm going to ask if you will do it for my son, right? What I realized, I never realized before, as he's saying this to him, in the background of the shot is Sonny. Coppola was genius. As you go back and you look, he's right there. Oh. The guy who he's going to need to take care of is in the shot. It's a two shot with Sonny behind in the background. Never noticed that before. And Never noticed. I never know. I've seen that movie twenty five times, and I've never noticed it before. That's interesting. It's really good stuff. Yeah, it's so good. All right, all right. That's good. Sure, On that sure note, we'll yeah. That I mean, like, if, <laughs> sorry, buddy. <laughs> I just got a text from DVR. Like, can you please bring it back to effing fantasy, please? <laughs> so. Sorry. He's gonna. He'll cut it. He'll cut can, it all. Can we talk about the effing Padres, please? DVR, are you upset <laughs> with yourself for not trading uh, Jerks and Profar when you had several chances to? Because he sucks. Yeah, he is bad, um, as I feared. But I no, I don't have any regrets. For sure. Yeah. I mean, this team's five right. games back, nineteen and twenty-four. You got this amazing. Fr- Tatis Junior has fourteen home runs in this sim really? so far, and it's halfway through May. Oh my god! Can yeah, you believe he's that? Pretty awesome right now in this sim. Machado's Machado's got having nine. the bounce back year. Trent Grisham's got a one point four WAR. He's got six homers. Hitting 301 with a 378 OBP. Eric Hosmer, Renaissance. Tommy Pham. Puig has earned his Pham. money. Tommy Pham is terrible. Yeah, Pham is weirdly bad, and Will Myers is also bad. And the weird thing about Will Myers being that bad is that he's only played or started about half the games the Padres have had so far in the sim, and he's almost a full win below replacement level already. 
That is pretty bad. That is insane. That's I think he bad. sent me an email to tell me he was pissed that I was platooning him with Eric Hosmer, and I just ignored <laughs> it. By the way, DVR is not messing around. That actually happens in this game. You get notifications I, when people aren't happy. When does that happen? How do you get that? Well, I, I never find that. Ian, you're a very positive guy, man. It'll, it'll come into your inbox. If you go down the right side, like that thing that has the red, you know, manager news and messages. Okay, yeah. It'll tell you everything. Like, you can... Oh, mail and news. Yeah. Okay. Like, usually it's just like league news. Like, you know, Hendrick signs for three years. It got it, got Good it, got Melissa it. Lockard. She signed uh, Liam Hendricks to an extension. By the way, tell you what I'm doing that I think... Um, oh, wait, I got something from Stephen Vogt. I've been getting the feeling you don't think I'm a part of the starting lineup and that I'm more of a role player. If you give me the chance, I can show you how much I can contribute to the Diamondbacks. I'm not saying that I'm great, just that I deserve the chance to prove myself. But the problem is... Nice email. What am I going to do? Vote. I'm going to sit Carson Kelly? But wait a second. Where I can't... I want to find this very much. So, like, this is where you have the hundred, like, the in the red circular thing. Yeah, on the right side, like yeah, the thing to so the second one down, the, the little mail. Yeah, I think at the top where it says mail icon one hundred and sixteen, that's your unread emails. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, oh, private message from Mike Miner. Oh, he has something to say. Uh, I don't know. Okay, I hope he's good. <laughs> I'd like to stay in Chicago after my contract runs out. The Wired House have a great organization, great fans. It's a great place for my family, too. I want to continue to be a part of this team. If you're willing to work with me, would you prepare an offer? We'll take it from there. Oh, I never answered that. Well, Here's one from Brian Dozier. I'm not very happy with my role on the team. I really consider myself as a part of the starting lineup, and I'm just not getting that opportunity here. Please reconsider the way you are using me. Brian Dozier. Can we write back to them and be like, no? Or... <laughs> No, I think that I mean, either you don't, you negotiate a contract with him or you don't. And then I think maybe in like a month he'll be like, hey, I'm unhappy. I demand a trade. Yeah, he's at normal morale right now. Dozier, that is. So I, you know who was mad was Franchi Cordero because he was at AAA. He was very unhappy or whatever the most angry a player can be. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, he's very unhappy. He has an orange emoji face. <laughs> Who is this? DVR is pissing off his entire team. DVR pissing off the Padres. (laughs) My guys are happy. I don't know why they're so happy. They're winning. Is that why? So if they're winning, they stay happy? Everyone's happy when they're winning. Yeah, I don't think you get a lot of very unhappy Franchi Corderos if your team's winning. Got it. Yeah, my team chemistry. I checked it today. I've got no players have complaints about team chemistry. Everyone is smiling. Everyone is happy. Feels good, right? It feels really good. This is so nice. Yasmani Grandal is the leader. Danny Mendick is my spark plug. <laughs> no one's disruptive or unmotivated. James McCann is, is the captain. Did your pronunciation of Mendick make you say spark plug funny? I don't know. Well, I say spark Danny plug. Mendick? <laughs> well, what did I say? Did I say spark plug? Danny Mendick is my spark plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea what's going on here, but this is weird. No, I know, no, he's right. As an actor, once you start hitting your consonants, you go with it. So Danny Mendick is my spark plug. Yeah. (laughs) Do this all day, man. (laughs) That's it. This is what, this is it. This is, this is the pandemic show. This is the, I was going to put in that we should really talk about some of the under the radar guys like Ronald Acuna. Yeah, that's a good, (laughs) I like that idea. (laughs) We haven't done that bit in a while. Oh, by the way, so here's my, so here's the, 
I'm signing so many minor league free agents, and I don't, I don't know if there's a limit to this. Like, it just lets me keep signing them over and over again. Like, there's, I mean, as long as they, like, I just signed Nate Carnes and Drew Hutchison. And if they work out, they work out, right? I offered Bruce Rondon a contract. I haven't heard back yet. <laughs> well, eventually your minor league rosters are at capacity, but you must not be at that point I yet. I guess not. I mean, no one stopped me from, like, moving these guys up to Jackson and uh, Reno. Is this Yasiel Puig something you made up, or is this actually true? What do you mean? You put in something about Yasiel Puig, something I never thought of. Oh, no, he actually... All right, so that's in the rundown. Uh, Yasiel Puig actually said this. Like, he was talking about... The, like, a couple days ago, you know, there's no news. So the news that Yasiel Puig said, yeah, the Marlins offered me a contract, some other teams have been talking to me. Here's the quote. I asked for a little more money from Miami because playing in front of Cubans would be tough because they would expect me to go five for five every day. That, that's not in the OOTP universe. That's a real Yasiel Puig quote. And I'd, I'd never thought of that. But so, I mean, like, you know, like if you, people go home and they have all this pressure and, you know, you hear about all the, you know, the pressures in New York and stuff like that. Never considered that Yasiel Puig wouldn't want to sign with Miami because there's just the pressure of all the Cubans there wanting him to do incredibly well. Yeah, I... I don't know that I also read that he has a lot of offers on the table from who and why didn't he take any of them I don't know I mean it doesn't make any sense to me he needs to find a place to play baseball do you guys think that the gap between the offers and what projections say he's worth might be as wide for Puig as they are for any player he's probably not getting anything longer than two years that's part of it too. So the short-term deal is probably worth half of what he thinks he should get or what he probably should get. Does he seem like that kind of player where the market would try to devalue him a lot because of, you know, Zach Greinke throwing his suitcase onto Michigan Avenue? <laughs> I mean, I don't you know, like Ian says, he's a knucklehead probably. He is a knucklehead, man. I mean, I have a question. There's on Twitter. There was talk about the Wonderlick tests in football. Did you see this? Where uh, Joe Burrow scored a 33 on the Wonderlick test, and then everyone's like, and the interviews that are happening for uh, NFL teams in, in advance of the draft, that some guys are sitting there like in a suit and a tie, and other guys are like lying in bed. And then I saw this one guy write, well, if you're going to pick, not pick a guy because he's lying in bed, you're an idiot because he's going to be a great football player, right? But would you want to hire a guy who was lying in bed during a, a job interview? Like, doesn't that give some indication of the kind of effort and presence that he's going to bring to your team every day? Uh, that just seems like something so dumb that there had to be a logical reason for it. You know what I mean? Like, when you hear it, you're like, oh, that's ridiculous. But then they, they might be like, oh, well, you know, he had... Resting his leg from working out or something, you know? I mean, maybe, but but to me, it's like those interviews matter. That Wonderlick test matters. I actually took the Wonderlick test. Like, I did like 20 of the 50 questions because I was curious about it. It came out the other day. Did you guys see this? That you could take the Wonderlick test? It's not easy. It's pretty hard. How'd you do? Like, the, I didn't go all the way through it, but I, I think I was like, on the first 20 questions, I was pretty confident on like the on like 15 or 16 of the 20. But it was complicated stuff. It, like you really, and then it was like, well, people were like, well, who cares about this Wonderlick test? It was like, if you're reading coverages and figuring, you your brain's got better be working, man, to be able to figure this stuff out. It's hard. 
I played football. Like, you got to remember a lot of stuff. You got to learn stuff on the fly. Stuff matters. We should probably all take the Wonderlick. For the show? For the For good the of show. the show? The whole staff should do it. It'd be amazing. I would do it. Set it up, DVR. Put it in Let's Get Weird. If we have to do it. <laughs> yeah. This, this, I mean, imagine not scoring well, though, in, uh, <laughs> in a situation oh, like this. That's the downside, man. You got to take the good with the bad. If you're- I'm willing to risk it. I'll take a chance. Yeah. I would do it. Except the problem is, if you're taking the Wonderlick test, like the answers are at the bottom. So you'd have to, like, you know, be on your honor. We'd have to pay and take the real one. That'd be fun. I'm sure I'd that's do that. doable. I'd right? totally do that. Wouldn't that be interesting to see how well you would do? Because we I, always judge these kids. I, yeah, I just want to know what's on it. I mean, I'm sure there's stories written about it already that I could go back and read, but I, I just want to go through it myself. And I don't know. It seems like it'd be a fun thing to do. Hold on, because it, ju- it just came out the other day. Like they were like, "We have it. Here it is. This is the Wonderlick test." Um, Are you looking that up right yeah. now? Yep, it's right here. Hold on. Oh, that's a really simple question. Uh, the group was anxiously awaiting the opening of their new building, eagerly, excitedly, sadly, uneager. Like, what word could you put in place of that? Yeah. What, no, what is the antonym for that word? I'm sorry. The, the group was anxiously awaiting the opening of their new building. Eagerly, excitedly, sadly, uneager. I guess it would be uneager. Uneager, yeah. The, the group was anxiously awaiting. Yeah, okay. So I, I would agree with that. And then the next one, uh, what is the missing number in the following sequence? 78, 66, blank, 42, 30. 54? It's 54. That's, yeah. yeah, it's pretty obvious. Some of them were easy, but because you got to get fifty, this is I can't explain that. I bet I would have scored higher on the Wonderlick test when I was sixteen than I will at age thirty-five. Yeah, it's a good point. It sounds very SAT. Yeah, like my brain was just wired for stuff like that twenty years ago, and it's less wired for that now. Yeah. They were harder ones. Okay, I'm just going to read this last one. An organization hosts monthly meals for families in the community. In March, 70 people attended the meal. In April, 60 attended. Their highest attendance was in May, with 20 more than April. What is their average monthly attendance? 70. Yeah, that's right. 70. You guys are really... You guys are are champs. Okay, one one last one. If the first two (laughs) trades... This is a baseball show. This is a baseball show, I know. <laughs> Last one. If the first two statements are true, is the final statement true? This is where it got a little trickier. Those were like the first questions. They're just waking you up. Mrs. Jones is responsible. If the first two statements are true, is the final statement true? Mrs. Jones is responsible for collecting all of the fifth grade classes money for the school fundraiser. Sally attends Mrs. Jones's school. Mrs. Jones is responsible for collecting Sally's money for the fundraiser. That's not necessarily true. Oh, don't wait for me. I was sorry. I was checking the rundown real quick. Sorry. Mrs. Jones <laughs> is responsible for collecting all the fifth grade classes money for the school fundraiser. Sally attends Mrs. Jones's school. We just don't know if she's a fifth grader, so we, we can't assume that the teacher collected her money. Okay. There were three choices. Yes, no, and uncertain. 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 Okay. All right. That's the Wonderlick test. I think you got them all right. All it's right. Fun. Good for us. We're amazing. All right. Uh, so tonight, <laughs> as we wrap up the show, 
as we wrap up the Ian Khan hour, uh, Ale so only trap. Sorry, I'm uh, I'm gonna do some weird stuff. I hope you don't mind. Go for it, man. Yeah, Greg Bird's gonna find a way at the end of this roster. DVR is it a uh, auction and then a five round reserve right after? Yeah, it's pretty cool. So we close the auction room when we're done, and then we reopen it, and it's a draft room. It's a pretty sweet uh, wrinkle. Oh, that's like in there. Brave when the witch. You guys have never seen Brave, I take it. <laughs> I have not. I have not. <laughs> All right, well, it's an interesting movie. I hadn't seen it either, but we got it on Disney Plus and every. Is it good? Oh yeah, it's actually pretty good. Do the opening. What do you mean? Oh yeah, I believe like in America. The there you go. I believe in. I believe Scotland. in Ireland. Yeah, I believe in Scotland. <laughs> I believe in the Moors. Uh, but it's good. The moops. Um, it's uh, anyway. You made me think of that. Like you go out, they leave the house and they come back in and it's a different place through the same door. Um, Anyway, point is Greg Bird might be our last reserve pick. Sounds good. Listen, get Greg Bird with your second, with our first reserve pick. No, I don't want to. Come on. If there was corner infield, you know, it's, nah. Grab him for a buck. Do what you want. I don't think he's going to, Jesus Guzman, that's his job. And the whole idea was, you know, maybe Guzman would struggle for a little bit or move to the outfield, and Greg Bird would shift in at first when he forces the issue. Ronald Guzman. That's what I meant. Ronald Guzman. Yep. Just had to say that. Thank you. Go ahead. Thank you. This is You're the- welcome. <laughs> DVR, you want to say it's Guzman or something <laughs> while we're at it? <laughs> I have nothing more to contribute. All right. <laughs> um, so anyway, I don't think Greg Bird – like, I think the idea was Greg Bird's value is going to come, uh, you know, right around the middle of May in – a real life season when you know th- things kind of present themselves he plays his way into the lineup now with a shorter window and a smaller window it's he's not going to have as much of an impact you know maybe he plays half the season in texas instead of three-fourths so anyway All right. that's we'll see we'll we'll see we're going to go down the whole roster next week and i'm excited to see what you do yeah seven o'clock seven o'clock i am going to send the email i i think i just sent you an email right before the show uh, offer sending you setting you up as my co-manager. All right. So you're going to just take it over. Exciting times. For that one. Can't yeah, wait. man. Can't wait. We'll have fun. It'll be fun. Uh, DVR, you have anything to add? Well, anything to say for the first time during the show or? No, right. no I'm good. Right. I, I'm going to figure out how to label the time codes because I don't, I don't really know what segments we have here, but <laughs> we have, we have stuff. <laughs> once Ian started <laughs> to run, once Ian did the segue right off the top, that's when we knew we lost it. <laughs> <laughs> So, speaking so of OOTP. <laughs> uh, anyway, we, we hope we were a nice oasis of fun for everybody dealing with all this crap. Uh, we'll keep you updated on the American League only auction tonight, which is setting up to be a huge disaster. It's Roto, right? 5x5 five five Roto? Yeah. All right, yeah. so we got that going for us. <laughs> Ian Khan's going to have two first place finishes and one 15th. Get ready for that. <laughs> No. Yeah, Scott White no. and I are going to drive it into the ground. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you so much, everybody, uh, for the man who took over the show, Ian Khan. I take I have full responsibility, and I will do better next week. For the Invisible Man, Derek Rabbi. Talk to you next week. I'm the monkey in the middle, not an Afino, who's seen The Godfather because I'm Italian. Thank you all for joining us. We love you. Enjoy your days. <laughs>